0: listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson, and we are back with the Gospel of Luke. We'll be in chapter 18, yes, uh, verses 31 and following today. Um, and we're going to talk about, we've been talking about how um, there's been a lot of question here
1: mm-hmm. about
0: the Kingdom of God.
1: Yeah, this um, context has been all about it.
0: Which Luke really emphasizes that phrase a lot, mm-hmm. like way more than the other Gospels. Mm-hmm. The phrase yeah. "kingdom of God." Kingdom of God. Yeah. Uh, the others may use "kingdom of heaven."
1: Ma- Matthew is the only one who uses that phrase, but he uses oh, okay. it just as much as Luke uses "kingdom of God." Which is but they both are—they're the ones who are at the top of that list. The others right. don't even come close. And so, um, so yeah, Luke is very big on. This idea of the kingdom of God and what it means mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God to come in and how it's going to look. And...
0: So back in 1720, the Pharisees asked, they they came up to him and asked mm-hmm. when the kingdom of God would come. And that yeah. started this whole conversation uh, yeah. um, about and different events that are happening that revolve around the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. So we're going to continue with that discussion today. Um, mm-hmm. Just the lack of understanding.
1: Yeah, yeah. About- the Pharisees show an obvious lack of understanding. I mean, they don't—they're not even close to getting. But we find out the disciples too are—you right. uh, know—they can't possibly understand everything that Jesus means by how the kingdom is coming. Do we
0: understand in exactly? We. That's
1: don't. That's why
0: we're studying this, right? Yeah. So that we can have a better understanding. Yes. Um, but. Anyway, we'll go forward with that, mm-hmm. and that's it's going to be really good. I just want to thank y'all for listening mm-hmm. and um, sharing our podcast with yep. others. Um, we are hopeful that we can expand our listener- listenership yeah. <laughs> this year. and um,
1: So feel free to pass it along to yeah, anybody or to- um, share it on social media. Whatever you might like to do, that would be helpful. I'm sure that there are just a lot of people out there who love coming closer to God through His Word, and look for new avenues to do that, and we're just trying to provide another way um, for some people to come closer to God through His Word.
0: All right, um,
1: are you ready to get started? I am. I think it's going to be fun today, Yeah. Let's go to chapter 18, verse 31, which is where we're going to begin. And I think maybe we'll start by reading 31 through 34, which will leave a big question mark in your heads. Uh, But then we'll talk about it whenever we get through this.
0: And taking the twelve, he said to them,
1: That ends weird. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) So we're going to have to talk about that.
0: It's Um, all a little bit, um, it feels a little jarring because they've been, you know, talking about different things and mm -hmm. uh, the rich young ruler was there and they said, oh yeah, we've given up everything to follow you. Mm -hmm. And he's told them. And then suddenly he's like pulling them aside, telling them for the third time. Mm Mm-hmm. And in more detail, <laughs> yeah. what's yeah. going to happen when they get to Jerusalem?
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Very, and then very strong detail.
0: They I don't know. understand, no. but it gives us this little, also little insight that it was hidden from them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: I'm not sure what yeah, to make of Yeah,
1: we are not sure at all what to do with that what what do we do with that and interestingly it's kind of a theme for luke which we'll talk about in a minute too um and i think that's important but just letting this sit like you were saying a while ago letting this sit in the context that it's in it's in this whole framework of them not understanding what it means for the kingdom of god to come breaking into the world as it were pharisees certainly don't understand it and everybody's expecting a very physical kingdom to come in with a king on a throne and and that's what they're looking for and, and I think to see the Gospels that way is very important we need to understand that that's what people are watching for that's what they're looking for out of their new potential Messiah is to be the king on the throne in Jerusalem he's headed toward Jerusalem surely that's what he intends to do I mean that's what we're all thinking yeah that's what people who are following him are thinking and so the Pharisees are even asking, you know, like you said, back in chapter 17, verse 20, when they're asking how the kingdom of God would come, they want to know along those lines, one of the details that we should be, right, looking whether for. you say Jesus, we should be looking for, yes. whether or not they're on board with him. Um, and we know there are good Pharisees and bad Pharisees, mm-hmm. um, but whether or not they're on board from, with him, that's the kind of thing they're wanting to see what this rabbi is going to say about it well then he throws them for a loop because the answer is in a very long way that (laughs) that goes off track from where they thought you know he should go for sure doesn't sound like the kind of thing they were expecting at all. And then he continues to talk to his disciples, like you're saying, all the way through this context, giving them kingdom of God. There's taught.
0: different things that are happening, different people mm-hmm. that are coming in front of them. He's telling stories, he's telling parables, but they all have to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's all connected.
1: Yes, all of it is because we're still getting to the little children coming to him in the uh 1815 and following 15 through17 and his whole explanation to the disciples about why the little children should be allowed to come to him is for to such belongs the kingdom of God. he's still talking about the kingdom of God. he's still dying when the kingdom of God comes the you, you know this is the kind of ones who are have access those who are like these have access to the kingdom of God. And then when he talks to the rich young ruler, he brings it up again verse 25, for it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich person to enter the The kingdom kingdom of God. God. We're still talking about the kingdom of God here. This is still what it's like to enter the kingdom.
0: He's doing a major teaching section here Mm. about the kingdom of God because they asked.
1: Because they asked. (laughs) Because he got a question and so okay, let's talk about it. So when we get to 31 and following and we're watching how these disciples are now close to him. And he is on his way still to Jerusalem, we know. And now he's taken the twelve. Makes it sound like he's kind of taken them aside. Makes it sound like he's talking to them personally, which I certainly think he is. And he said to them, see, we're going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished and that everything being accomplished may be kind of significant language because now he's about to tell us the seven things that will be accomplished okay. when they get there. So it
0: will be complete, it will yep. be finished.
1: Exactly. So counting those, it says, for he will be, one, delivered over to Gentiles, two, mocked, three, shamefully treated, four, spit upon, five, flogged, uh, six, killed, and then seven, our wonderful completion of all things, seven, he'll rise from the dead. Right. Uh, So that is a beautiful way of organizing this structure, but we can see how these are all the things that have to happen in order for everything to reach its full completion. And sure enough, those will be what happens through Jesus and his kingdom will truly be inaugurated on that day. I think that's where we really... What we're really pushing toward.
0: And that phrase um that everything that is written about the Son of Man mm-hmm. by the Prophets will be accomplished. Oh takes yeah, this,
1: that even that of course
0: to Luke twenty-four. Yeah. Everything
1: All of this is written. Is
0: written down. It's all it's written?
1: <laughs> exactly. They had to be like, First what are all? you talking about? <laughs> what? Written by
0: the prophets, all of these things.
1: Yeah. All of these things that he said. What? But that's what Jesus what? the people on the road to
0: Emmaus. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. He's going to use that. It's all been written down. Yeah, everything's written. Everything that had to happen to the Messiah.
0: In your scriptures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so.
1: So they can't possibly get that either yet. Right. And speaking of the road to Emmaus thing, then we go to this verse 34. We have a triple... Repeat here of the fact that the disciples are clueless.
0: Right. As if you
1: as if you didn't you could have gotten it with one, maybe, but we're gonna make sure that you get it. First, but they understood none of these things. Could have left it at that. No, we go on. This saying was hidden from them. Now we're gonna go on again. And they did not grasp what was said. Wow, it's like Luke needs us to know. They are so clueless. Yeah.
0: In fact, by the time you read those three things, you really have a look up. A face in your mind of them, like, with their mouths just their hanging island. open. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. I don't I don't understand.
1: What are you talking about, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. And so, really, it's a very important... And we have a very important being, thing being said here. And it's the kind of thing that we get elsewhere, too. As a matter of fact, if we turn one chapter over to chapter 19, verse 42... Jesus is speaking there again. We'll start in 1941. He's come close to Jerusalem, and now he's weeping over Jerusalem. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that would make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. Mm-hmm. Jesus is talking about that Right, again, this, they're hidden. Yeah, something being hidden, something important. Something
0: being they couldn't hidden. understand or see.
1: Yeah, and uh-huh. Well, then we go to the road to Emmaus, like right. you were saying.
0: 16 mm-hmm. says, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him.
1: Their they eyes were him. kept from yes. recognizing. It's There's this outside force that seems to be at work keeping them from seeing who they're talking to, even from under, For maybe,
0: I mean, I don't understand why, but I know God has a reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was more than they could handle at that point. Yeah. Or maybe it was also a test to see if they would continue to follow even if they didn't understand.
1: Right. Maybe. I don't know. And maybe he wanted I mean, then we could talk about so many reasons. Maybe he wanted them to hear it, hear the story of the scriptures first, outline for them, and not be just gawking at Jesus because he's been raised from the dead so much. God wanted them maybe to hear that story and how it's explained first and that's what made their hearts burn within them and that's what got them mm-hmm. so intrigued by this man that they wanted him to come and eat with them and mm-hmm. share a meal with them mm-hmm. and it was only during the meal that their eyes were finally opened and they could see who were, understand who he is and they were going over
0: the scriptures
1: right they were going over scriptures and truly if they had seen that it was Jesus first and just that he was raised from the dead they might not have heard a word he said yeah, who knows that's true You know, I mean, these are just speculations. We don't know why. But for whatever reason, God was keeping them from recognizing the one that they were talking to. Um, It doesn't even say God kept them from it, but we assume that it was God and not Satan that was keeping them from it. I think that's a good assumption. So now we go back to a context like we're in right here and we see that but they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them. That's a passive statement. This saying was hidden. Who's hiding it? What it? it doesn't see. You know, we're wondering with that statement. Okay, so is it them or is it not them? Maybe it's not them. That's that's that are not completely able to understand or co- that are completely. Or at least not unable. all
0: them. It maybe is a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, maybe there's both at work here. I think that's a good legitimate way to talk about this they can't under understand everything yet i don't think and neither can we but yeah and neither can we we're always in a process of learning and coming closer. his
0: ways are above our ways yeah they're not our ways we don't think like he does and so i don't think we can ever completely
1: understand right so when we reach a passage like this and it seems to be coming at it from both sides Surely the disciples can't understand everything, but it also seems by Luke's themes and the way he uses words that there are other forces at play keeping them from understanding that now, I'm, now I now have to put together again this idea of the sovereignty of God with the free will of people. It's not all about us understanding, um, but neither is it all about his Always hiding and then allowing every tiny thing to happen in its time. Which I think he's very much involved in every tiny thing that happens all the time. But he's made it to where, somehow made it to where, we also play a part in the process.
0: Right.
1: Whatever great way he's done that. Yeah. How in the world we put those two things together. And this is where we don't understand it. That's right. So, so, let's be generous with ourselves. It's okay. Because, yeah. I mean, Jesus
0: not. seems like here he spoke very plainly.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, it's hard for me to see how they didn't understand. I think they, they heard him. Oh, yeah. But they didn't understand what he was trying to really... It was just beyond them, I think, that that could happen. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sometimes things are really probably said pretty clearly and we just mm-hmm. don't get it because yeah. our brains can't process that.
1: I agree. I think that's very much what And he are. knows that. Yes, he knows. So you know it's
0: hidden from us. So it's okay. Yeah.
1: He knows he'll work with us. Right. Which really takes us into our next part of the
0: Yes. Message. I love this because I love the connection here.
1: Yeah. So let's read thirty five through the end of the chapter, forty three and talk about why this story makes it into the gospel right here.
0: As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God.
1: This is a wonderful placement of this passage. (laughs) And I would hate to read over it and not see it linked to what we've been talking about and the lack of understanding, especially of the disciples just now, but maybe of everybody who has been talking to for a while now and obviously are having a hard time. But particularly the disciples.
0: It feels to me like it's kind of a, this is kind of a sandwich here because... I want to compare it with the story of the rich ruler.
1: Mm, okay.
0: And here's this blind beggar. And then in the middle is Jesus telling his disciples about what's about to happen mm. and them not understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Does that yeah. make sense?
1: I see that somewhat because the rich young ruler is being told to follow.
0: Right. So I see.
1: I see the connection in that. Well, we don't well, know. Well, we he does. don't know if he, we have no idea if he does. But we
0: know that this blonde beggar does.
1: Yes, the beggar is is desperately wanting to follow. Well,
0: it makes sure it tells us he received a sight and followed him.
1: Right. Absolutely. So I know it. To, I mean, I'm right with you. And then he gets to the rich young man is the perfect contrast for a blind beggar who's got nothing. The rich young man needs to give up everything and follow. Here I've got a blind beggar who...
0: Doesn't have anything to give up.
1: No, he doesn't have anything to give up. And he certainly does follow. He
0: knows his dependence.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the rich and ruler doesn't.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And then in the middle, like you're saying, then we've got in the middle, disciples who are unsure even how to understand Everything that Jesus is telling
0: them—they seem to not have their sight. Mm-hmm. These things are hidden from them.
1: Yeah. And yet, of course, we know by the, you know, know by the story that certainly they do continue to follow, even in their yes. lack of understanding.
0: Yes. Even though they don't, are able to see. hmm Right. They follow.
1: Yes. They serve Yes. They and certainly that is what aren't this blind able man to see. Does. That's the interesting thing about the blind man, mm-hmm. for sure, is that he is just hearing the crowd going by and he's inquiring what in the world the commotion is and they told him jesus of nazareth is passing by now this there's a great contrast right here because the crowd tells him jesus of nazareth is passing by immediately when he talks it says and he cried out jesus son of david have mercy on me so he doesn't cry out jesus of nazareth have mercy on me Crowds calling Jesus, calling him Jesus of Nazareth, but the blind beggar says Jesus, son of David. So he's accepting what we should hear if we're good he's readers. Recognizing who he's Jesus recognizing is. and accepting that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of David, who's come to inaugurate the kingdom. Right. That's what he's believing. That's kingdom talk. That's kingdom talk. Very much kingdom talk. And so, so the blind man, the one that you think doesn't see anything, turns out he sees more than the crowd sees already. He sees enough to to latch onto this guy and not want to let go. And he also sees that this man could be one who could heal his side immediately.
0: He trusts that.
1: Trusts that right away. So he's blind and yet not blind because he is all about Jesus, the son of David, the king of the kingdom that is to come
0: and he won't be hushed by oh,
1: he will so people not be rebuking hushed. him and telling oh my him goodness, it's so great. silent. I love that. Because
0: mm. he is like, well, he cries out all the more.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, the more they say, hey, man, you're making a commotion. Jesus doesn't have time for this. Just leave it alone. Can you stop yelling so much? It says he cries out all the more. Oh, my goodness. He will not be silenced. Okay. Son of David, have mercy on me that's when Jesus stopped yeah, what is
0: he begging for we see a blind beggar it seems like he he's probably begging for money but when he hears Jesus is passing by mm-hmm. he's begging for mercy
1: yeah he wants mercy yeah, yeah he just wants mercy I'm not asking Jesus for wells or anything yeah. and Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him that would make Yeah. Oh,
0: sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. So Jesus asks him the question. Jesus commands him to come near. He gets brought over. Because remember, he's blind. He can't tell where Jesus is. He gets brought over because Jesus commanded it. I think the people probably
0: thought he was going to get mad at him.
1: Maybe. Yeah. That may be exactly right. I may be right, and so he says, "What do you want me to do for you?" And and he said, the blind beggar said, "Lord, let me recover my sight." He's got faith in Jesus. I mean, he thinks Jesus. 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 Not just a king who sits on his throne, but he's a man of miracles who can even give me sight. He's totally
0: and, dependent on him. To yeah, do it.
1: and all this time we're remembering that this is following the very passage where the disciples could not understand a thing that Jesus was saying. It was hidden from them. Yes. Yes. They couldn't see it. It was hidden. Things that are hidden you can't see. And then I get a blind beggar who just can't stop calling for Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus.
0: He wants to recover his sight.
1: Yep. In verse 42, and Jesus said to him, recover your sight, your faith, has made you well, a phrase we've or seen him use. Saved used you. Used yes. Luke, several,
0: Luke has yep. used that several times. That's yep. Same same word means saved. Saved. Has made well. Your
1: faith has saved you. Yes. And he's going to get to see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Immediately. Then, immediately he recovers his sight and followed him. It didn't just stop it, and immediately he recovered his sight. It didn't stop there. He follows, which is the very thing of what does very thing a disciple is supposed to do is follow Jesus. So we have a passage coming right after we talk to the disciples and their lack of understanding about a man who is going to follow Jesus, devoted completely. Even when he was blind, he was completely locked in with Jesus. You weren't taking him away from Jesus. He was going to keep calling for Jesus. And in the process of calling, and gets Jesus' attention. Jesus calls him near. Jesus gives him his sight, and then he continues to follow. Immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. All of this is happening. We had said this before, but all of this is happening in Jericho too, which is interesting because Jericho was the first place that the people were told to go and conquer as they entered the new land. It was the signal. To the
0: promised land. Yeah. yeah.
1: In the promised land. Right. In the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. So, whenever they did that, it was the signal that truly God is with us and he's the one doing it all. Because remember, right. he they didn't have to lift a finger during that battle. He just did every single thing right. for them and they totally got all the spoil. God did it all himself. Here, for mm-hmm. every single one of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three of the Synoptic Gospels include that's this Jericho moment of healing blind men right before okay. Jesus enters Jerusalem. And so it, you can't help but wonder if they are all signaling that this was Jesus's signal to the kingdom of God is being established. Yeah. yeah. This is the inauguration we're the of the kingdom of God. Yes, we are taking the promised land. I am leading into the promised land right now. Yeah. Follow so me. It's happening in Jericho. Yeah. yeah. And there's great, like we're saying, and if the blind man really has anything to do with what you and I are saying right here, then really this is so much more than just about another neat miracle that Jesus is able to do. Right. has everything to do with the fact that he wants to continue to give insight complete insight mm-hmm. to those who will just stay close to him just right. stay true to him, just stay behind me just come, even when you don't understand you stay
0: And you the stay, you call did.
1: Out, you, yeah, and they did they, and, that's and right. he's
0: going to, we see in Luke 24 he's mm-hmm. going to give them complete sight
1: oh yes, right so, he is absolutely yeah, I think did. they
0: have some sight now but they're still somewhat blind. Yeah, and yes, it's going to be their side is. It going is to an
1: incremental right. healing process. Right. Yeah, doesn't all come on you at once? Not sure. usually. Right.
0: So I think all of these, and we don't know, like when we go back to the rich Ring Ruler, we don't know if he followed. That is open ended. I think that's us. Mm-hmm. Will we follow? Will we give up what we have to give up? and be determined to follow him the way the blind beggar was right immediately to follow glorifying god and look everybody around sees Mm -hmm. it's a witness to other people and it gives them courage to do the same thing
1: oh yeah no question i think that's exactly right so people and people should always see disciples doing that Um, disciples follow even when they don't know right Even
0: when they have blind spots. Yeah. We all do.
1: Right. I mean, this Richard Bruler had a blind spot. Yeah. You know. He just could not get past that whole idea of giving up everything to follow. And now we don't know. He may have gotten past it. We don't know that he really didn't get it done. Tell us. And probably because we're supposed to put ourselves in his place.
0: What will our decision be?
1: Will I? Yeah. Am I willing to give up everything I might have to give up just to follow him? Am I really okay with that? yeah those are that's a big deal that's a big deal so to see that and then follow it with these next two yeah you can certainly see even maybe a sandwich coming out here but it's um, well worth us taking the time to recognize that jesus wants all of us blind people to follow him and he wants to give us sight right he just wants us to be as devoted to him as this blind man is right just
0: and and dependent like the completely black man dependent. was. Yep. Uh, and even when he got his sight, and he wasn't so completely dependent, he didn't just go on his own. Right he
1: didn't say, "Oh, well, I'm good now. I'm good." Yeah. He just follows Jesus. Absolutely mm-hmm. devoted to him, following Jesus. So I, yeah, I absolutely love the way this takes place with Jesus now being. Uh, one who takes in these blind, as it were, and uses them as his disciples. These are the very people that he wants to come um, to him and to stay behind him, are the ones who were blind before, but who he can make well. Now, (laughs) we're going to see something else happen in Jericho that Luke is going to throw in before, um, before he gets, before Jesus gets to Jerusalem. Whereas the other the other, disciple, uh, the other disciples, the other gospels, Matthew and Mark, don't throw in this Zacchaeus story and then you're going to follow that up with a parable of use of use of money, but is it really use of money? It's not really use of money, but it has, um, but we'll see why Jesus is doing this and it becomes very important for Luke to stick this in here, but we're still in Jericho.
0: Right. Another so, Jericho
1: story. So we're still, that yes. Is
0: very connected,
1: I think. I think so too. So everything Jericho is before right before Jesus does his triumphant entry into Jerusalem in each of the gospel each of the synoptic Gospels. So I mean, if you that. have
0: time, read that next story and mm. just see how it is totally connected to the stories that yeah, we've been talking about. Yeah, you listen about. closely. Yeah, that's mm. right. Let's see if you can figure it out before we talk about it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, really glad y'all listened. Thank you so much for joining us. We are glad to talk about anything Bible-related, but the Gospels have been wonderful. We are enjoying our time going through them. So listen for us again in just a few days, and we will look forward to catching up with you then. We hope you have a great time. Till then, God bless.